Isn't the kitchen a weird place to keep your pills, or is it just me? Seems like it. I assume they don't have a bathroom set readily It's available. a bunch of old ladies who live in a house together. Every room is full of pills. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that glowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Featuring the VIPs of SBT, Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phasers to download the rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told. Grab yourself a drink and let's unload. In a very special episode. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode, the podcast which thanks you for being a friend. Mm -hmm. I am your host this week, Austin Gorton, and joining me in the apparently (laughs) farm-filled wastelands of Minnesota is... Uh, David Bitsenhofer. Also with us, eating bunt cake and tossing off double entendres is... Carolyn Maine. Never felt more me, thank you. And finally, turning up his nose at shitty pizza is... Ooh, I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) But this is Ryan Alexander Tanner. I thought you were going to introduce me as a pencil-thin, flat-chested, four-eyed nerd. Oh, well, now that you say it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, now I feel like I should do that. Well, too late. It'd be more accurate than the shitty pizza non-eater. Right? Yeah. Because you can't not endorse pizza, right, Ryan? I'm eating shitty pizza right now. <laughs> well, Austin knew he couldn't use it on me. Right, right. Because there is no pizza shitty enough for David not to and eat we, it. And we already know my endorsement price is about 600 bucks. We learned that last episode, I think. Yeah, it's really affordable. <laughs> ago, yeah. <laughs> well, this week we are breaking the seal on Golden Girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally. Season 4, episode 20, High Times, in which the Golden Girls <laughs> discover Rose is hooked on pain meds and try to help her beat her addiction while also filming a commercial because a full 22 minutes of addiction talk presumably would have been too tiresome. Wait, I thought the episode was called High Anxiety. Yeah. It is. Oh, is it High? I yeah. just wrote that. Because I was like, that it's already episode that. 420. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, like, when I typed it out for the first time, when I sent you guys an email, like, oh, let's do season four, episode 20, what? High Anxiety. That's got to be intentional, right? Yeah. yeah. There's no marijuana at all. Well, and I didn't know what the episode was going to be about, so I was actually waiting for her to get... I guess this would be way too old for her to get prescribed weed for anxiety. Yeah. I just yeah. figured... How it, much time has changed? I was assuming it was just an episode where they did weed in some form, like either accidentally, quote unquote, or whatever, you know, but... <laughs> That old yeah. mistake. I make that yeah. mistake almost every day. <laughs> well, theoretically, it'd be eating the wrong brownies in my mind. Uh, sometimes I'm walking down the street and I slip and I f- my <laughs> lips fall on a lit joint. <laughs> and then you start breathing in and out and you just can't stop. <gasps> oh, 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 I hyperventilate. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. 
I was just saying that's right, Carolyn. That's uh, that's what it's come to in Portland. There's just so many yeah. joints everywhere that you could just slip and fall into one. It's actually yeah, true. I did try really hard not to. Uh, I thought because the episode was called High Anxiety that Rose was gonna legit get stoned and then get anxious, which yeah. I couldn't wait for. <laughs> Four twenty happens. Yeah. Uh, we're actually come. We just passed uh, a couple of weeks ago the 30th anniversary of this episode airing, Woo! which is why we did it, right? Pretty much. I mean, it was one of those where, like, <laughs> I a- another podcast that I was listening to mentioned that it was the 30th anniversary of this episode, and I was like, "Hey, oh. that would fit our show," and we've wanted to do a Golden Girls episode for a while, so that just made that decision for me. You listen to other podcasts? <laughs> yes, I do listen. I don't just listen to our podcast <laughs> constantly. Uh. I don't know. Hmm. Austin, you're a dirty cheater. Yeah. <laughs> Big whore. All right, I'll host this episode. Austin, you're out. Pegaman. <laughs> <laughs> I only listen to our podcast. I would never yeah. go astray. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of dirty whores, uh, David, what's your relationship with the Golden Girls? Mm. Yeah, one thing. Uh, well, okay, so... Well, did you know that the working title of the show was The Dirty Whores? <laughs> it still is overseas somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember watching it as a kid, but it wasn't like religious, and then I'd catch it in syndication. But, uh, I mean, it was funny. Wasn't it? I wasn't like anti-Golden Girls. It just never like became like a big thing for me. Although I will say, every time I think of Golden Girls, I do think of old ladies getting it a lot, and, yeah. which, which is fine. But I feel like it's setting unfair <laughs> expectations for when people actually get older. You know, I don't think they're going to have as exciting lives as the Golden Girls do in more ways than one. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Um, I mean, I'm familiar with the Golden Girls. It's one of those shows that's on like 40 times a day. Across like four different channels. Yeah, since like 1989, the Golden Girls has been on for at least two hours of TV <laughs> for every day. Um, and a good friend of mine's really obsessed with the Golden Girls, but like I know it, but I don't know it well. And I actually don't fully understand the premise of the show. But, uh, which I guess I'll ask more when we get started, but I like it, like, every time I watch it, like, this time, I think it's a really sharp sitcom, and I really like that it's a show about old ladies, like, there should be more stuff like that, um, so a combination of good writing and good performances, and, you know, like, a premise I can get behind, oh, I don't really know what the premise is, but... (laughs) You got it. It's old ladies doing it. It's I mean, it's it, it's essentially a hangout show yeah. with a different demographic. Like, if Friends is a hangout show with attractive 20-somethings, yeah. Golden Girls is a hangout show about retirees in Florida. But, I mean, I guess they all live together? Like, that's what yes. I don't get. Yeah. Something happened, and then they all had to move in with Blanche, who had her house. And I forget why i think her did her husband die yeah well yeah yeah i'm trying to think did all their husbands die at some point i think so because dorothy gets remarried at one point yeah she like she for whatever reason she's the only one that i have recollections of being in like a serious steady relationship at some point in the show's run um that's b arthur right yes yes yeah and then but then uh rose she has like a I don't know if she actually gets married, but she has a serious boyfriend for a while. Oh, does she? Too. Yes, yes. As as my comments here may belie, <laughs> I I am also not like super familiar with the Golden Girls. Um, 
like Ryan said, it's one of those shows that has just sort of permeated the pop culture zeitgeist. So even without like having seen every single episode religiously, you you know the gist of it. And I certainly did watch it when I was a kid. I have really, for whatever reason, I have very specific memories of watching it at my when we would visit my grandma on my dad's side. And for and I don't know if it was just because it was like the only sitcom that was on Saturday nights and we'd like go visit her for the weekend and stay over at her house. And so then Saturday night I was like, oh, well, the only thing on TV that's new is a Golden Girls episode. Mm-hmm. And so we'd watch Golden Girls. And for whatever reason, I have a very specific like at that grandma's house. That's when I would wa- wouldn't watch it at home, but I'd watch it at that grandma's house <laughs> if we were visiting there. A uh, uh, question about that grandma. Was she getting it? Yeah. Uh, no, she was not. I don't know. <laughs> Might be getting it later. So, wait, I want to be clear on this, too. So, Dorothy is B. Arthur. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Betty whom White. We, yeah. Whom we checked in with uh, in the second episode ever of our show. Maude. When, when she was on Maude. Yeah. She got an old abortion. And then later when she was the nighttime bartender at the Star Wars Cantina. Oh. Special. I, I refuse to remember that. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> she sang that bitchin' song, right? It was. It was I don't really remember. Sad. I'm really good. <laughs> and then Betty White is Rose. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And then Estelle Getty is Sophia, and that's yeah. Dorothy's mother. Yes. And then, and as a million Buzzfeed, here's ten facts mm. about Golden Girls that'll blow your mind. Articles <laughs> will tell you Estelle Getty was actually younger than all of the other actresses, even though she played Dorothy's mom. Yeah, and but she was immortalized by her performance in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. That's yes, um, as Sylvester Stallone's mom. And then Blanche is the the hoe of yeah. She she is she is the Randy one. Who owns the house, I believe. It's okay. And do they all four live together, or does Sophia not live with them? They all four live yeah. together. Okay, yeah, and then the my last question is, we should do the Sex in the City style. Like, who's the Rose and yeah. who's yes, the Sophia? I, I wanted to wait to do a Golden Girls episode until we had all four of us right, so that we could do right. this. Okay, cool. Before we do that, yeah. Um, also, hat tip to all of the diehard Golden Girl fans out there who were excited to see that we were going to do one and are now slamming their heads in frustration because we're like, oh, I think that Rose knew mm-hmm. Dorothy and now they all live <laughs> together. Uh, Carolyn, what is yeah. your relationship with Golden Girls? Oh, gosh. It is not very intellectual, mm. but it's very warm, deep, and throbbing. <laughs> like, all these old birds <laughs> who are getting it on the day. <laughs> um, I definitely watched it with summer syndication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just get to absorb this show, Catch as Catch Can. I like that you fellows could remember who got a serious relationship. <laughs> For some reason, this all went through me. I didn't catch any of it. Well, I was probably too young to A, be watching it, and B, remember plot. But whenever I would turn this on, it was such a comfortable place to be. And I knew they were making sex jokes. I didn't get all of them. But it, it it was kind of easy to take for granted at the time. Like, yeah, there'll always be a show with four ladies over 60 fucking. <laughs> I can't wait until the next one. But strangely, it does seem to be a lapse in culture. So going back to this, a cultural touchstone of all these old birds just fucking dicking up and downtown and taking pills. Spoiler. Gosh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And the theme song is, of course, iconic. 
Oh, yeah. This yeah, is like yeah. top, I mean, top 10, if not top five theme yeah, songs totally. of, of all time, probably. Well, it's, and it's interesting, Carolyn, to your point about like yeah. taking for granted the idea of a like older generation hangout sitcom sort of a mm-hmm. thing. Like this, I mean, this show was a huge hit, mm-hmm. and like it won the it won the Emmy for outstanding comedy series like twice. Mm. Uh, it, this isn't just like oh a show that was on and uh, like hung you know was just kind of there. Like it was a it was a big deal and um, was one of the top rated shows when it was on, mm-hmm. which just kind of says something about the you know the modern day mentality that like t- all TV shows have to feature attractive 20 somethings in order to be a success i think right i think network execs forget who watches network television huh. <laughs> right <laughs> especially live on uh, eight o'clock and- yeah 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 that is you're you're not wrong about that david they try to forget <laughs> all right so i i feel like the easy layup here is that carolyn is our blanche thank you <laughs> um why because <laughs> she's because she's the randiest of the golden girls. Oh, that's they true. They get it the most. Uh, but I don't know. The best fashion. I own this house that we all live in. <laughs> my husband died <laughs> for mysterious reasons. Um, but you're definitely not like the hoe of us. Uh, I might be the hoe of you. <laughs> Well, David know. might be too. David, how hoey are you feeling? You want to be blamed? <laughs> I always figured I'd be the rose, but. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that well, David, I feel right. like you or I, just by dint of yeah. uh, Ro- Rose's whole shtick, is, is she's from this this podunk fictional Minnesota town yeah. um, that they that they mine for laughs relentlessly. So I feel like, Olaf, David, you or I are locked into rows just by dint <laughs> of being uh, from Minnesota. I was never Ryan, clear. you're the tallest, so. I thought I was going to get <laughs> B. Arthur just based on body mass. <laughs> um, that seemed likely to me. I actually thought of this earlier today, well, and I was like, I'm going to be B. Arthur because of largeness. Ironically, <laughs> as I'm thinking about it, I feel like you might be the Sophia. Actually, despite the why, because I gave birth to you. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that's and, the one thing. Because you didn't breastfeed. Because I think you'll uh, chastise us. Like Austin is just kind of the B Arthur, like trying to keep everyone on track. And yeah, I suppose I can see that. That that Ryan is the is the sassy grandma yeah. of us. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I did see Ryan yell at Sylvester Stallone and make him hold his purse. Once. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have the uh, the uh, the eyebrow work necessary to truly pull off a Dorothy. But uh. well, what does it mean though? I mean, I don't think we have. How literally are we <laughs> these characters? What? I, don't. I guess if we want to boil it down to. Uh, <laughs> So Blanche is the the no nonsense keep everyone on track. Okay. Sophie is the sassy grandma. Rose is the goofy Minnesotan, and Blanche is the dirty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that 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 rolls out pretty well to to what we've said. I think. So I always thought Saint Olaf was like a European town or something, like but it's in Minnesota. Hippos? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're playing off of the. Uh, large number of Scandinavian heritage that can be found in and around Minnesota. Oh, okay. Um, and we actually, we have a college in 
Minnesota, it's St. Olaf University, mm. uh, but we don't actually have a town named St. Olaf. So when I used to watch this as a kid, I always thought that she was talking about, like, that's where she went to school, oh. that she went to St. Olaf, the, the college, mm. and it wasn't until I got older that I realized, like, no, that was just the name of the town they made up. I see. Mm. So, yeah. any Anything else before we... Uh, before we dive into did we re- did we resolve this i think we got it yeah wait am i dorothy or i'm the dorothy ryan's the sophia okay david is the rose and carol is the blanche all right that sounds right so i'm the sophia feels good feels good i'm, I'm yeah. open to listener suggestions on this one <laughs> chime in on mm-hmm. on twitter or facebook and let us know what you think we fall into we would be really interested show. in knowing mm-hmm. your thoughts on this and then someday maybe we'll we'll do our Sex in the City characters. Yeah. yeah. And then later we'll for which be Carolyn the board is also game. surprisingly easy to place. Right. If you're horny, there's always an arch type. <laughs> horny or Randy? It's really more just the like the yeah. potty mouth than like the sexual innuendos that I attribute to Carolyn. Yeah, because I feel like yeah. I'm the only person that's been single for at all ever the whole time. Yeah. We've been and yet you're still losing out to Carolyn. What does that say, Ryan? I don't know. <laughs> Right. my husband and I keep it horny. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. So after we get the uh, that super iconic theme song, uh, we come into the Golden Girls kitchen where Dorothy is Travel making malts for the Golden Girls. Uh, I guess she was an old uh, soda jerk in her in her younger days. David is singing the theme song for us. Invited everyone we know. You would say the biggest gift would be for me. And the card attached would say, Thank you for being a friend. Seriously, top five. It's great. It's really good. Uh, it just feels warm mm, in your heart. That theme yeah, song. it really does. Like some theme songs really like create a feeling inside of you, like the Cheers theme song. And this one really does. It's like s- comforting. I can't believe we haven't done Cheers yet. We'll <laughs> have we not done Cheers? It seems. Yeah, we have not done a Cheers episode yet. Damn. Eh? Anywho. So, yeah, uh, Dorothy is making malts for the Golden Girls. So she makes and... a joke about being a soda jerk and the audience laughs for like a minute straight. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call I, a good I, warm I actually, up act. Yeah. <laughs> I actually paused it for a moment to like dissect what the joke was supposed to be there. Yeah. And I think the idea is that uh Dorothy says that she used to work in a malt shop and then Blanche says, Oh, soda jerk, and uh-huh. then Rose says no, I want a malted. And yeah. the joke is supposed to be that Rose thought Blanche was saying like, hey, jerk, you want yeah. a soda? Yeah. And then we're supposed to laugh because Rose is so, I guess, like stupid. nice about things that are stupid that she doesn't <laughs> like, care that she just got called a jerk yeah. by Blanche. is just like, oh, I'll just take my malt. That's why the, the laughter was so long because there's like a quick reaction that it's funny. And then when it sinks in, it's even funnier. Yeah, I I had to work harder at it than they probably intended, but well, uh, they had a big laugh sign that went off. Yeah, that's true. That made it a lot easier for them. Also, uh, Henny Youngman was there ten minutes earlier. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So then Sophia comes in and says that she has been asked to be in a commercial for a Sicilian pizza place in the mall and that they are going to film that commercial at the Golden Girls house. Naturally. Naturally. And then uh, Rose, first she makes kind of a racist joke where she's like, I'm surprised you, something about the people at the mall. They don't speak English. Oh, yeah, nobody speaks English at the mall. Yeah, I'm surprised you found anyone who speaks English at the mall. Yeah. And then she makes a pretty funny sex joke when Blanche is like, I don't want people traipsing through my house and I get nothing out of it. And she's like, well, it sounds like your love life to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, speaking of love life, earlier when B. Arthur is making the soda, she doesn't want her, or the malt, she doesn't want her on. She'd rather slurp it out of the blender, which also is maybe a sex move. maybe yeah she pours two glasses for uh for rose and blanche and then like sucks the remnants out of the blender and then estelle getty's like this is why i never breastfed her that was wild it's funny because the little old lady says dirty things there's nothing dirty about breastfeeding a baby well it's (laughs) there was in 1989 ryan i don't know and it's still not something you hear spoken about i wouldn't say it's dirty i would say it's taboo like this is a sitcom joke about this woman being on that woman's titty like damn it's it's less that sophia says dirty things as it is like she says what we were all thinking but wouldn't say but she doesn't have a filter yeah when someone when someone drinks a malted through a straw and it makes slurping noise i'm always like wouldn't want to breastfeed that one that lady that's true i've heard ryan say that i wouldn't want to feed her from my teat i've i've just been to a lot of malls in my day and i've Uh never gotten asked to be in a commercial and i'm kind of (laughs) you're you're wondering what you're doing wrong yeah exactly David. You've never been asked to be in a commercial. You've never been hunted by the mob okay. slash <laughs> a secret game show. Yeah. What are you doing wrong? Mm-hmm. David, your life is pretty empty. Yeah, I know. Why, why do these TV characters have so much more of an exciting life than I do? That's what I've been <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out. That, maybe, David, maybe it's it's uh, online shopping's fault. Like By the time mm. you were old enough to go to the mall, the malls mm. just weren't what they used to be, and so well, all these kind of scenarios That's interesting, because out. I was buying some socks on Amazon the other day, <laughs> and I got cast in a TV commercial. <laughs> no, no, Ryan, Amazon just sold your information. That's not the same. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. This, this guy buys socks. <laughs> Here's his address and social security number. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, and sock size. While this malt business is going on, uh, Rose gets up and goes looking in the kitchen for her pills, only to discover that Sophia accidentally knocked them down to the drain the day before. And Rose gets a little bit worried because that means that she won't be able to get her prescription filled until the day after tomorrow because the pharmacy's closed and it's a holiday tomorrow. Isn't the kitchen a weird place to keep your pills or is it just me? Seems like it. I assume they don't have a bathroom set readily It's a bunch of old ladies who live (laughs) in a house together. Every room is full of pills. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, Ryan. Fair I enough. do look forward to retirement now. Yeah. We're going to have so many hijinks, you guys. Yeah. 
So the next scene, uh, Dorothy comes home and meets the director of the commercial, who, upon meeting her, suggests a mother-daughter commercial. And you guys, I feel like I've seen plenty of porns that start the same way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I don't have to be the first one on that. How about yeah. both you ladies get in on this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the director is like a little extra sleazy seeming. I don't know. I've just been watching a lot of movies that are like, wanting to be porn but don't get to the porn lately so it's like i see where this is going and isn't his the, name cy Furvis? uh yes it's just a sleazy name so. you know i don't know uh, he is played by yeah. tv's jay thomas hmm. i recognize him but i don't know from mm. where well he was in 46 episodes of mork and mindy mm. oh. he was in nine episodes of cheers as a recurring character he was in some sitcom called married people he was in mr holland's opus he was in a mid early to mid 90s sitcom called love and war where he was like the male lead with uh marky post (laughs) that's what i remember him from for whatever reason that was a uh a show that my parents watched, and I think I watched by osmosis. Uh, he was also in nine episodes of Murphy Brown. Oh. So he was one of those, like, stalwart uh, TV sitcom actors of the of the 80s and early 90s. He was also apparently in a bunch of the Santa Claus movies, but uh, the less said about those, the better. Santa Clauser. <laughs> Santa Claus with an E on the end, because it's a pun. I know, but the sequel was Santa Clauser. <laughs> and then the Santa Clausiest. You know that was a good joke because I had to explain it. That's yeah. the best. The best jokes need explanation. Everyone know. knows that. We'll Every comedian will track. tell you that. We'll do the laugh track. <laughs> Where's our warm up act? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas wants to uh, shoot the shoot a mother daughter commercial there, and Blanche is still. Uh, not wild about the idea of everyone traipsing through her house until he announces that he will pay her and then she is on board. And so then she goes to show them the kitchen, at which point they find a uh, completely strung out Rose freaking out and she gets all crabby and chases the director out of the house. He says if he wanted that kind of abuse, he'd direct a Roseanne episode. That was interesting. (laughs) Shots across the bow, CBS. (laughs) Right? Did anybody else think about the muscle hunk that Roseanne (laughs) kept throwing the keys at? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that guy. Um, I wonder, though, if, like, the director of this episode hadn't had a bad experience or something. Yeah. Right, or or one of the writers or something. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a little uh, a little inside joke there. Probably in the parking lot they had a bad experience. <laughs> so then uh, next scene, Sophia announces that she has talked the director back into shooting the commercial, but they're going to do it at a studio, not at the house. And so now Blanche is bummed because it means she's not going to get paid. And then uh, Rose comes out and she is pretty much back to normal. And so Dorothy and Blanche get all suspicious because she was such a raging bitch in the scene before. This is when I thought she was having anxiety and it was going to be about treating anxiety. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they ask her about the pills that she that she had. And uh, she's like, yeah, I took one of my pills and now I'm great. And they're like, why are you taking pills? And she says, oh, it's it's from this old back injury that I got on the farm. 
And uh, there's this whole sequence of jokes about how they had a a fat lady that pulled the plow. Old and Bessie. Uh, old it's Bessie. one of uh, Rosa St. Olaf stories. And, uh, yes. <laughs> always gets her laughs. Yeah, I mean, there, this is the point. I guess this is se- towards the end of season four. Like, she just says, like, oh, it's an old back injury I got on the farm in St. Olaf. And everyone just starts laughing at the mm-hmm. mention of the term St. Olaf, where they're like, here comes a story. It's going to be funny, you guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, long story short, she's been taking the pills for about 30 years now. And uh, Dorothy and Blanche are like, yeah, sounds like you're addicted to those pills. And she gets a little feisty about that. And says that, uh, here, take my pills, and I'll, I'll prove that I don't need them. And then she says she's so excited. <laughs> we think you're addicted to this. You shouldn't take them anymore. And I'm like, I don't know if cold turkey's the right answer, right? Well, and that's, I mean, and that, yeah, that's the argument they themselves make. Later, yeah. Later. So it's all, yeah. We're like, just stop taking them. And, like, that's not really how it works. <laughs> it's not how it has to work, I would have been. Yeah, right, right. Needless to say, next scene, the uh, Golden Girls wake up in the middle of the night and discover that Rose is ransacking the kitchen for the pills that that uh, they, she gave to them in a act of defiance. And it turns out she is addicted after all. But they don't even mm-hmm. like name the pills. We don't even know. They're just pills, David. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is about the opioid crisis. Yeah, it pretty much. I mean, that's that's yeah. This episode it just approached its 30th anniversary also it remains sadly timely yeah (laughs) in that it's all about uh, doctors Mm. prescribing pain pills and people just keep on taking them and i guess i've when you get addicted to pain pills is it because the pain never goes away so you keep having to like take the pills to mask the pain or do you just get addicted to the pills in some way and maybe i just don't know addiction well enough Sometimes, well, frequently, people have a chronic condition where pain doesn't go away. Yeah. But, uh, with most things where they are, they are supposed to get better, but by that time, the pills can be habit-forming. Yeah. Especially because they put, I don't know, 100 dead ducks into opium pills or something. Mm-hmm. It's really good stuff. Well, yeah, because I think the idea is they, certain pain pills at least, mask the pain by making you feel good Mm -hmm. and so even when you don't have the pain anymore you can still take the pill and feel good yeah so you so you continue chasing that feel good feeling Mm. even if the immediate need to be distracted from the pain by feeling good has no longer been around Mm. yeah pills are great (laughs) because i mean there's like i mean there's the difference between like the pills that do some like that like a an antibiotic that like what's in there helps fight off the the thing that's making you sick and then mm-hmm. there's the pill where it's like this doesn't actually like do anything for your problem yeah, it, it just, just masks yeah. your problem by making you feel good mm-hmm. and people like that feeling so they keep at it not that I'm a licensed drug counselor or anything yeah, none of us are that I know of, right? Let's get that. But we are taking calls all <laughs> night. Yeah, let's make that count. Well, see, Delilah. <laughs> I thought like a previous podcast, we'd all have to take a bunch of opioids before this episode, but we really decided not to do that. Just uh, pills. You're supposed to take a handful of pills that yeah, you found in your house. Whatever pills, and we like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. These maybe are you decided not to do that, David. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> Our episode of the dangers of laxatives. That's a good idea. <laughs> I would love to hear that recording. <laughs> it's gonna have a lot of echo because we're all gonna be in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, boy. So next scene, uh, Rose says she could stop taking the pills anytime she wants, but she's going to start stopping tomorrow. That's a great line. Mm -hmm. And uh, she admits that she's afraid to admit that she might need them. And this is the point where... Uh, Dorothy and Blanche are like, you know, you can't just go cold turkey, even though we told you to two scenes yeah, ago. Exactly. You need to get checked in. You know, there's places where you can go to and uh, they can help you through this. And and she tries to uh, she, they try to get her to check into rehab. But instead, she she uh, strong arms the other girls into helping her go cold turkey over the course of the evening. But they make the declaration that if she can make it one night, she'll be fine after that. And I was like, I'm right. not sure that's true either. Yeah. And luckily the other I'm, I'm no licensed pillologist, <laughs> but I feel like that might be oversimplifying. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, not how drugs work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is where uh, Sophia also gets in a little burn here when they say that, uh, there's a place for people with this problem. And then Sophia says, please, what is she going to do in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Was that like a Dennis Rodman burn? I don't what, know if it's steroids or what? I, I think yeah. this is pre-Dennis Rodman. It is a little. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, I think it's pre-Dennis Rodman or, or, or just yeah, about. This would be during Dennis Rodman. What year would it be? Uh, 89. Yeah, maybe it was a little. Pretty. I feel like that's a little bit before Rodman. Yeah, I think quite a bit, yeah. I'm no basketballologist. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were a ballologist. <laughs> I know my balls, but. Uh, so, girls are up, the Golden Girls are up in the middle of the night, and Rose brings out the St. Olaf version yeah, right. of Monopoly. Uh, <laughs> I talked with the girl orphans. Oh, okay. good. You're on speaking terms again. Yeah, even yeah. After they screwed up. Yeah, after you dropped that uh, Zach's dad. Hey, was up me. there? Blame them. Uh, That's what I'm saying. They're 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 on thin ice here. They're on thin gruel. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis Rodman was drafted into the NBA in 1986. Hey. Oh, really? Yeah, he played with the Pistons till 1989. I had no oh. idea. I, I totally thought he was a creature of the 90s. I guess that's just when he became Well, he wasn't yeah. famous yet. Yeah. Uh, he was yeah. pretty probably big was with the like... Pistons, though. I think he was pretty famous. Mm. Kind of a weird, probably... rough and tumble guy. And then, But then when he, yeah. he joined the Bulls with Michael In Jordan, 95. that's when it was like he blew up. Yeah. And that's when he was like wearing a wedding dress or whatever that went down. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Rose trots out the St. Olaf version of Monopoly, and uh, it tries everyone's patience, and it's basically just an excuse to get in a bunch of St. Olaf jokes, like mm-hmm. Rose rolls the dice on her turn and buys a street, and then that ends the game because it's the only street in town, and so now she's shutting down everything that everybody else had already bought. And the bank has no money. So yes, funny. It, sank, it was built on a marsh, and then it sank underwater, mm-hmm. and... And there is the kind of stuff, pen so. with a chain in the marsh. Yeah. yeah. This is why we yeah. have Trump. <laughs> oh, no. Not another Trump episode. <laughs> Small town, middle of America. Right. That's nah, So then uh, next scene, they're back in the kitchen, and Dorothy brings out a bunt cake, oh, and Rose yeah. is, is kind of feeling a little... <laughs> bunt right. cake, Ryan. Bunt. bunt. I was just looking at it. <laughs> Looks good. Looks damn good. Yeah, it did. It was a nice looking bunt cake. Yeah. I'll have to take a uh, bite of that bunt. 
<laughs> Rose, you can tell Rose is going, they don't really ever say this, but the idea is supposed to be she's kind of going through withdrawal. She's getting kind of snippy and short tempered with mm. everybody and talking about how they don't know what, uh, what she's going through. And then Blanche and- is like, one time I tried to quit dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it is. She says, you know, well, I, I was never hooked on pills, but there was time I was one time that I tried to quit something and couldn't. And she reveals that uh, uh, when her husband died, she felt like it was wrong of her to immediately jump back in the sack with some other guy. So she went almost a whole month without having sex. But isn't that a kind of weird thing to bring up? Because the moral of the story, she decided that she should just have sex and you can just live with whatever her addiction is. And Yeah, you'd think the moral of Blanche's story was, I tried to quit and it didn't take and it worked out for the best and I'm happy, yeah. so keep taking pills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like when uh, B. Arthur's like, you, you fell off the wagon and onto a naval base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a lot that's- of people. <laughs> Joke. I like when she said you did it all for the nookie, and then Blanche is like, exactly. And then I was like, Fred Durst, you did it all for the nookie. Mm-hmm. Like that's a funny word that can be in that song, and also in Golden Girls. And thank God those ladies are fucking as much as they are. More than Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Blanche fucked Fred Durst, David? Uh, I think there's no way she didn't. Yeah, I agree. Like. That's canon, right? I don't think so because he's limp biscuit. Oh. They just cuddled. Yeah. <laughs> she told them it happens to everybody, though, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't. Her husband was rock hard for 30 years <laughs> of marriage. <laughs> so after, uh, after they're done uh, talking about Blanche's briefly aborted sex life, uh, <laughs> Rose notes that the sun is coming up over the the neighbor's house and they realize that they've made it through the night and her addiction is licked and everyone's happy until Rose says that they might just have to do this all again tomorrow night Mm. if if she gets her cravings back again. Uh, I like that uh, Rose said she was going to lick this, like lick the problem. That's something that's fallen out of parlance, but we could bring back. We should. You don't hear that very often. Like, got a problem? We can lick it. We'll lick it, guys. Let's lick it. <laughs> we'll lick this together. Together. Let's all lick it. <laughs> lick it long lick and lick it, it hard. Lick it good. Next scene, Dorothy and Sophia are filming their commercial, and uh, Dorothy has some trouble getting her lines out and she claims it's because the the script is poorly written that as an english teacher she knows that uh, this is the correct way to say this and then she starts correcting other lines in the script and ends up getting replaced with the actress who was previously playing the waitress delivering the pizza uh because she can say the line as written and doesn't have the attitude that dorothy does so then dorothy Mm -hmm. becomes the waitress and uh is all very B. Arthur about it. So what do we think of this pizza commercial B-plot in the pill addiction episode? I was just, throughout the scene, distracted by the pizza, and I was just looking at the mm. pizza. <laughs> and anytime the pizza wasn't there, I was wondering, where's the pizza? I'd like where's to see pizza? that pizza. 
<laughs> Why is it that pizza in my stomach right now? Where where did the pizza go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was like, pizza. Uh, I was thrown by how this is the second low-rent Italian food commercial we've ended up seeing within our reviews. Huh. <laughs> well, but we've done like hundreds and hundreds of reviews. <laughs> Only like 200. It seems like a lot. There's an Italian commercial yeah, how, every 100 wait, wait, episodes. Wait. How many of those shows that we've watched have ended up filming some sort of commercial? Oh, some sort is a lot because yeah. Zach yeah. is always selling something. But did he actually like a filmed television commercial? Oh, he was always shooting, but it was more like Polaroids. Yeah. <laughs> VHS. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. This I did not know that Dorothy was an English teacher until this episode. Yeah. Well, she said she was a substitute teacher earlier. But th- okay, but I think she has I, like her English degree and such, and that's like she's like supposed to be the really smart one, and then that's like book very book smart, I should say. And then, well, she should learn to keep her mouth shut, or she'll lose <laughs> her job. Because <laughs> she does. There is a uh, not to get. <laughs> I already mentioned it as a joke, but then. There was a, because she ends up trying out for Jeopardy, and then has a nightmare in which she, like, where, like, Rose beats her in Jeopardy, but then she takes a pot chat at Trump at the moment that ended up being very prescient, apparently, (laughs) which is a clip online, yeah. Are you just describing other episodes of the Golden Girls? I feel like we could do maybe that should be one of our uh, our summer theme marathon options is uh, episodes guest starring Alex Trebek in which the character appears either for real oh, or yeah, in a dream could, on Jeopardy. Actually. That's a good idea. <laughs> I feel like there'd be a lot of options. There. Yeah, it's true. He does show up in shit a lot. Well, I'll add that to my potential list. I have a couple of other ones on there. Uh, so all of all of Dorothy's script doctoring proves to be for naught uh, when Sophia tastes the pizza for the first time and is like, "This pizza's bullshit. <laughs> so good. I'm not endorsing this crap." And just walks out. And she's like, "There's two things a Sicilian won't do: lie about pizza and pay taxes." <laughs> so good. Lie about pizza. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, that could easily be a Tony Soprano line. Uh, and David, to your earlier point, uh, this yes, this whole commercial thing feels very superfluous and tacked on. No, that was well, Ryan's yeah. point. My point was, was point? the more pizza you put in <laughs> a right. show, the David better. just wanted pizza. <laughs> Ryan wanted narrative cohesion. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, when we get to our overall evaluation of the episode, because I'm actually okay with the pizza commercial subplot. It doesn't feel inappropriate to me, is my immediate answer. Yeah. Yeah, you, no, it, it, it doesn't. It just it does feel very much like, well, we can't just talk about addiction for 22 minutes, so let's, yeah. let's have this one subplot cut away to give us just something to do in between scenes involving the addiction well it's your standard a plot b plot right and then generally when we do very special episodes the a plot is like really serious to the point where it's inappropriate really to have a humorous but i feel like this is pretty balanced where Mm -hmm. they both address the issue of pill addiction but it doesn't get too dramatic. I feel like tonally it, it works as one yeah. whole thing. Especially, uh, sorry, especially in comparison to every other special episode we've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I liked the, the pizza plot because being in that restaurant, I was still like, is this going to be a porno? Is this going to be a porno? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. There was, there was, there was support. And then like the, the waitress came into it too. And you're yeah. like, oh, is, is she going to join in? And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah how's this going to go? A lot of uh, unrealized potential there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then Dorothy says to Sophia, like, this is going to be a national commercial, so it's a lot of money. And I'm like, I thought this was just a random pizza place in the mall. In the mall, yeah. Right. They and they just... were trying to film in their house to save money, but then they were like, I'm going to give you $1,000 a day, which yeah. was Blanche was really into it. But yeah. then they ended up shooting in a fake pizzeria in a set. Like, they show the edges of it. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a big campaign with a lot of money. Apparently. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I guess the idea yeah. is that this is like the a, a local branch of the like Sabaros or something yeah. open in this yeah. mall and <laughs> Sophia was like oh a Sicilian pizza place I'll be in this commercial well Sabaros is delicious well, yeah, yeah Sabaros is pretty good yeah. there's very little pizza I truly complain about I think that's a I also think that it's weird because um, there seems to be no uh, preparation in terms of acting involved in yeah. the filming of this commercial they have no idea if these ladies have any acting chops at all right the director is basically like here's an adorable old sicilian lady i'll put her in my commercial yeah you have no idea what you're gonna get from that (laughs) the director's like old broads old broads i need a pair of old broads give the people what they want old broads (laughs) (laughs) do you guys you guys have arby's out in portland right we do we don't eat there Listen. But yes, I drive nobody, by. I've, I've driven Arby's. past nobody it. Nobody eats yeah. at Arby's. Was there ever a brief period of time in which your Arby's also served Sabaro? No, because no, we don't have Sabaro out here. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so otherwise. There was maybe. a brief period of time where our Arby's around the us Arby's. served Sabaros to the point where they like renovated certain Arby's restaurants to put in like a separate drive through window for the Sabaros. Mm-hmm. Weird. And then that lasted for six months and went away. And now when you drive through the Arby's, it's like, oh, they have this whole like separate thing set up for the Sabaro that no longer exists. Oh, I think it's kind of sad. Austin just outed himself as someone who eats at Arby's. Oh. I drive by the Arby's. Yeah. Oh, no. no. And I used it, to get Sabaro there yeah. before <laughs> it went away. To the Sabaro. That like, giant brick of garlic bread they give you. Oh, like, God. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Floating in that garlic mm-hmm. butter. God. Now I want pizza, damn it. Um, <laughs> we all I know. Want Welcome pizza. to my world, Austin. <laughs> it's really making me want pizza. <laughs> damn. The next scene, Dorothy comes home and uh, yells at Rose like she's a dog peeing in the wrong spot about getting Don't. that pill out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's just a Flintstone vitamin, but it also turns out that Rose took one of her pills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Austin, thanks for reminding me about how many of my dogs have been peeing in the wrong spot lately. <laughs> you got to pee in the right spot. That's your spot there in the mm-hmm. corner. Outside. <laughs> Uh, they'll make right? eye contact with you and pee if it's raining. It's terrible. <laughs> like, look what you're making me do. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, damn, we live in Portland, damn. My favorite thing is how one of our dogs, I will let outside to go to the bathroom and then walk away, and then he'll come back to the door and he'll bark. Like, yep. let me in, I'm done. done. But he won't do that to go outside. Like, he'll yeah. jump down and then just go pee on the carpet somewhere. I'm like, you clearly are familiar with the concept of go to the door and bark to open the door. <laughs> just do it for both ways. I think dogs like to pee inside is yeah. the thing. They do. Yeah. 
They yeah. think it's cool. If you had the option, which would you choose, though? You know? <laughs> no, I totally. I'm, I get it. I get it. We just, one I of our do. one of our dogs is well potty trained, and the other one's just like, uh, yeah, I know I'm supposed to go outside, but fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have the option to piss on my carpets, yeah, exactly. David, and I choose toilet most of the time. <laughs> but that's, that's still true. indoors. That's honey. a good point, David. Nothing's stopping you from peeing on your carpet. <laughs> I am married. <laughs> Are you suggesting that Lauren would rub your face in it? And I've been hit in the, I've been hit with a newspaper a little, one too many times, and now <laughs> David, David's really changed since he got married. He's not cool anymore. No. He used to just pee wherever he wanted to, and he's now a, he's like, "Look at me! I'm the professor that pees in a toilet." He's a kept man. <laughs> Don't remind me of what I've lost, Austin. <laughs> Oh, boy. So Rose tells her that the pills are stronger than she is and that uh, she says, yeah, I'm going to need to go into rehab. And Bla- and, and uh, Dorothy's like, let me call you. Let me call a place for you. And Rose says, no, I think the first thing I need to do is make that call myself. And then she walks over to the phone and picks it up and starts dialing. And I'm like, did she already look up the number for a rehab place? Or is she calling 411 or... For our younger listeners, that was a number you would call to find out information <laughs> about other numbers that you didn't know. That's true. It was like a crude form of Google, basically. Oh, burn. But it didn't exist yet. She was like, Operator, Rose here. Get me rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Get me rehab. <laughs> I'd like the number for rehab. So my question was like, <laughs> this isn't my real question, but... <laughs> It's what? Like, well, if you ask it, it's real, David. Why did she need to stop taking the pills? Because <laughs> they were too cool. <laughs> no, you, Rose you ran- has been a functional idiot for like forty years on these pills, too. Yeah. Oh, is that? Were they like maybe that's why she's an idiot? We had to get her off these pills because uh-huh. we thought she. No, was- you do. You do raise a good point, David, because she. Like, she's been functioning. Like, they didn't know that she was taking these pills until now. Mm-hmm. And she's been taking them for 30 years. So she's clearly been doing a pretty good job of managing her addiction in terms of, like, it hasn't ruined her life. Mm-hmm. It has, you know. She hasn't hit hasn't rock c- bottom in any way. Right. Whoa. It hasn't consumed her to the point where, like, she's, you know, spending all of her money on her addiction and all this kind of stuff. And I guess the tipping point is the fact that, like, the one day when she didn't get a pill because Sophia threw them out, she was just so out of sorts. Yeah. Bitch, that they were like, oh, well, you're clearly addicted. But I mean. That sounds like caffeine addiction to me. Well, right. I mean, yeah, dangerous pills. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm addicted to caffeine. If I don't get caffeine, my body, uh, you know, you're addicted poorly. To that, and but that doesn't mean I need to go to rehab. Well, like, I manage that addiction. Well, and then that gets to like so getting off of pills is usually probably for just getting unaddicted to anything. And if she wants to do that, that's probably for the best. And but that kind of brings up the other point is there's a middle ground between going cold turkey and rehab. Like maybe you call your doctor and talk to your doctor about getting off the pills. And I yeah, think that might, that might be the first place to start (laughs) i think that if you've been addicted to pills for 30 years rehab's a pretty good idea i liked it how they handled this because the 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 overnight 
cold turkey is clearly not a real solution. And I like that it acknowledges that your typical sitcom premise for resolving something like this doesn't actually work. And then she just goes to rehab. Yeah, but she probably should just go to her doctor first and then she could get like half dosages and probably take those and then maybe go every Mm. other day and try to wean out. Like you don't have to go to like a full clinic right away if you're not. Well, when she called rehab, they probably, I don't know. (laughs) When she called Ask Jeeves on Uh 1-800. Well, and there's also something to be said for the fact that Rose is in a position where she can go to rehab. Yeah. Like, she can afford it. She can afford to not, you know, she's clearly at a point in her life where she's not working full time so that she could just go away for 30 days and get off the pill addiction um, in a way that not everybody who's addicted to pills necessarily can. And so it's worth just pointing out that there's a certain level of privilege going on here and that she's a fairly well-off TV character who can just take 30 days off to go to rehab and not have any problems with that. You have to be a well-off TV character to go to rehab. (laughs) To some of them. It's just easier to be a well-off TV. Right. Right. My preference, yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and so then as Ryan alluded to, in the next scene, we've skipped ahead a month. Um, I wonder if they'll ever do any episodes that, like, (laughs) fill in the wacky adventures that the Golden Girl Sans Rose had while she was in rehab. I would love it if it was, like, one month later, and they're like, my new husband, Julio. (laughs) And, like... Like, everybody had one cosmetic change that yeah. indicated some some uh, adventure they had that we didn't Yeah, see. Sophia's got some crazy haircut yeah, or they something. All, they all have mustaches now. Blanche yeah. <laughs> has an iPad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's been quite a month. Mm. Exactly. What a crazy month. I'm sure glad Rose is coming home. <laughs> but to Ryan's point, it is good that they didn't act like going one day without a pill is suddenly like... <clears throat> Fixing your addiction, or yeah, that's what I would expect from a sitcom. Yeah, Yeah, is it? Oh, who went all night? Oh, you guys are my best friends. The end. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it did seem like they were leading it there. It was a good misdirect that they did. Yeah. And I do appreciate when uh, so Rose so before Rose comes home, they're worried that uh, they're wondering if a sober Rose is going to be the same person that they. that they knew beforehand, which is a fair point considering that they've probably only ever known her hooked on these pills. Yeah, she's been on uh, these pills for decades. Right, exactly. So uh, uh, so Rose comes home, and I do appreciate that she makes a point of saying that she's not cured, she's just learned how to live with her addiction one That was really great, I thought, yeah. Cause I, and to the point where everyone's just like, oh, Rose, you're back, you're cured, and she's like, oh, I'm not cured, I've just learned to live with it. And she was like... like oh. I would literally suck any dick for a pill right now. <laughs> There's your opening quote. And then Blanche is like, uh, hello, you're, this is my role within the group. Yeah. And then this I is suck where... I dick for pills. This is where Blanche, right before Rose comes back, talks about being a pencil-thin, flat-chested, four-eyed nerd. Because when they were talking yeah. about changing dramatically in a short period of time. Or yeah. from an experience. Yeah. And then Sophia's like, I don't believe you were ever thin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then Rose starts talking about a childhood story about a pet chicken that she had on her back and it caught fire. And 
the gist of it is that everyone's like, yep, that's our Rose. She's so still Rose. the same old Rose. Um, the, chicken, the chicken also did show tunes. Yeah, um, she's heard a lot of chicken sing show tunes before, but not as good as this one. Yeah, uh, until it was a good dancer until I forgot he had two left wings. Which didn't make sense. No. No. Okay. (laughs) David, I I feel conflicted as to whether I should be upset that this show paints Minnesota as like a home to a bunch of like podunk morons, or if I should be disappointed that the real Minnesota doesn't seem as fun and exciting as Rose's Minnesota. We don't have show tune singing chickens that I'm aware of. I feel like maybe we're missing out. No, I wouldn't mind more show tune singing chickens. Uh, I don't know. Minnesota doesn't get ragged on too often, so I don't care when it does. Uh, no, it's pretty much this in Fargo. Yeah. You're just happy when anyone talks about it. Yeah, you. yeah, this yeah is true. Much. We are very, we do appreciate <laughs> We're very provincial. We just like being recognized. <laughs> they said our name of our state. <laughs> I think I've said this before that if if you're a celebrity who just like strolls through Minnesota yeah. one day, you? you've become we've adopted you. You're Minnesota's own. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to take a picture by a fountain next time I'm in Arizona, so I can have your fealty for my entire career. Yeah, exactly. No, seriously, that's that's pretty much oh, how yeah. it works. Oh, yeah. we're gonna do but it. But then, just don't talk bad about Minnesota ever after that, or else. Oh, I mean, I might. It goes I yeah, talk bad about everything. Oh no, no, I'm not saying there's plenty. To, there's not stuff to talk bad about. But if it gets out, suddenly Minnesota hates you now, and uh, yeah, we will cut you down. Ooh. Minnesota is a fickle place. Yeah, you just have <laughs> yeah. to sh- adore us. I think is what they want. Yeah, just tell mm. us we're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, anybody else got anything, I guess, uh, Ryan, you kind of summed it up a little bit. Any final thoughts? Well, I feel Um, like, honestly, like for real, I feel like this of all the special episodes we've watched so far did the best job of dealing with the issue. Like the level, uh, I feel like special episodes are so often unable to balance, like being a sitcom with the topic. Like, it's either any jokes seem kind of out of place and inappropriate, or there's, like, a B-plot that's just, like, a regular old B-plot, and then the A-plot is, like, something really horrible. Uh, So I felt like tonally this worked really well, and I actually really appreciated that it wasn't resolved overnight, and that she did end up going to rehab, and even after coming home from rehab, she's just like, this is some shit I gotta live with now. Like, that... It was probably the only time it's felt true or real the way that the special topic was handled. I'd have to go through all the other episodes we've done. I feel like there have been some good ones in there, though. Yeah, I feel like I might have to go back and listen to it. I feel like Maud's abortion episode was kind of in the same wheelhouse. B. Arthur uh, knows how to do a special episode. B. Arthur knows how to do but special But she episodes. did fail us at Life Day. Yeah. No, she was the best part of Life she Day, people. I keep telling yeah. you this. I feel like yeah. the uh, Perfect Strangers episode really taught us about chandeliers. <laughs> chandeliers. <laughs> yep, and flipping houses. That's true. That one really <laughs> that managed to strike the right balance between like sitcom buffoonery and yeah. tackling a serious issue with that intelligence. Was, that was a very special episode about don't listen to Carol. <laughs> <laughs> that was 
very special because I finally <laughs> broke our formula so Ryan could do his short circuit Christmas episode yeah. a year It was later. small wonder. <laughs> I, I guess I don't care. No. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't either because we watched that small wonder episode. That That's wasn't... true. Just as we should never forget Carolyn Chandelier special episode, let us never forget Ryan's Christmas episode. It's not a Christmas episode. Ooga booga. Ooga booga. I can't wait for you two to fuck up. It's going to be I know you guys have to fuck up. Come on, <laughs> uh, David. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Um, Final thoughts. I wish lessons learned. I mean, not that it ruined the episode. I wish there was a little more consequences to her addiction or something, and or they at least named sure. what she was addicted to. It felt very vague, and Pills. yeah, it, it yeah. felt like she was handling her addiction pretty well. Yeah, and then I yeah. just don't even know what she was addicted. Like, it all felt like they were just, like, pills. She's addicted to pills, and that's a problem, and they didn't want to, like... So it made it feel a little less real for me. Like, hmm. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I feel like it was just, like, your standard painkiller. Like, I mean, I guess they could have said Percocet or something, yeah. and it would have made it more specific. But I feel like that makes it accessible to more people who are dealing with pill addiction, too. Like... If you're if you're addicted to Percocet and not, I don't know the name of another one. You know, caffeine like, pills. Yeah. Right there, you go. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of forms of pill addiction. Yeah. So this sort of tried to cover as many as possible by being vague. And plus, they are probably holding out for an endorsement. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> also, David is obviously just uncomfortable with his own pill addiction, and so he's pushing back against this premise. Yeah. Like, why? Why do you need to go to rehab? She's managing just fine. Yeah, exactly. She's doing just fine. Rehab? There's no consequences to this pill. You're the problem. Uh, Carolyn, yeah. do, you, do you have anything you'd like to add? Oh, let's see. You know, um, gosh, thank you, Austin, for being a friend and finally taking <laughs> us to the Golden Girls universe. We've just been dancing around it for so long. And it's one of those mother shows that is like dead center sitcom nostalgia. So it's great to see the ladies wearing their clothes yelling at each other. Uh, I do kind of wish they all fucked. I don't know what this is about me. I was just waiting for every scene to be a porno again. So hmm. I was like watching a talking cat, if you've seen it. It seems like it's going to be a porno, but it never is. It's just shot in like a porno location. Anyway, so it was a very sensual, lovely experience to be with the ladies. I uh, felt like the pill addiction was done pretty well while it was broad like all these broads mm. they got there they had the conflict um i also yeah i want to see the spinoff of what the ladies were doing without betty white and what betty white was doing in the betty ford center oh they could have <laughs> done a whole like one season spinoff of like right. rose's adventures in rehab and it could have been like that sandra bullock movie Right. Yeah, there's not enough sitcoms about rehab. Yeah, I think so. With old birds and and this would have been amazing casting if Joan Crawford was still alive. They could have her with Betty White because they hated each other. <laughs> what a good show that would be! So yeah, I'm up for the reboot of Girl Interrupted with Betty White, who's still alive, still and alive. Joan Crawford's ghost. So overall, a pretty special episode. Wait, which of the Golden Girls are dead now? Um, yeah. B. Is B. Arthur dead? Yeah, B. Arthur, B. Arthur, Arthur is dead. It's all of them, yeah. but Betty White, I believe. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Estelle Getty's so. dead? She yeah. was the youngest oh, yeah. one. But <laughs> As all those damn BuzzFeed trivia things would, t- would tell you. I know, and Blanche died of herpes. 
fatal herpes. Yeah, that's yeah. what it says on her tombstone. It was, so, it was so bad that it reached through her character and infected the actress. Is that yeah. what you're suggesting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what the uh, let's see what the gruel orphans have to say on this matter. Uh, yes, Estelle Getty is dead. She died in 2008. Wow, she's been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rue McClanahan died in 2010. Mm. She outlived the old, the young one. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Dame B. Arthur. I don't think she's actually a dame, but she should be. <laughs> uh, she died in 2009. Mm. I feel like I remember when B. Arthur died. And Ryan, I want you to know that on B. Arthur's IMDb page, mm-hmm. where it says uh, known for yeah. Golden Girls, Maud, the mm-hmm. movie Mame with mm-hmm. Lucille Ball, mm-hmm. and the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so shed a tear, friend. <laughs> you know, Carol's when even I... got the tune right on the tip of her tongue. When I... The end, friend. When I looked up uh, facts about B. Arthur, it said known for causing boners. <laughs> and being a spy. Yeah, that's right. Was she a spy? Yeah, yes. back in the day. Wow. We t- I think we talked about that in our mod episode. Huh. Uh, the only thing I have to add final thoughts wise was yeah. um, just kind of overall, I was reminded, uh, I got a sense like of just genuine affection that all these characters had for each other. Mm. Which was very, like, I feel like that's one of those things that is easy to overlook, but hard to do if you don't have, like, the right cast with the right chemistry. Um, but, like, you know, when, when Rose came home, like, they everybody seemed, like, genuinely happy to have her yeah. back. Um, you know, to the point where it's, like, I, I believe that all of these ladies are friends and that the, they are, in fact, golden girls hanging mm-hmm. out together. And um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Frankly, I... No. What, David? <laughs> Nothing. Is it no, do it. <laughs> no, let's just redo it. I won't say anything. It's frankly, it's I... It's worth but... it. I can tell you that one right now. <laughs> now I really want to know. No, no, no. Now it's totally worth it. I was going to say, they, they were no longer golden girls. They were golden women. <laughs> well, do you think it's called the golden girls because they all like to piss in someone's mouths? <laughs> Wow, it took us this long to get to that. I know. Well, the working title of this show was The Piss in Your Mouth Girls. (laughs) (laughs) The water sports ladies. (laughs) Water sports retirees. (laughs) I didn't see a toilet in that house. No, don't need one. Yeah. Uh, so let's see, should we do, since we have the four of us together and it's been forever and an age, mm-hmm. should we do a quick little mailbag mail segment? Bag. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so these are, these are emails dating back to the halcyon days of, of 2018. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> simpler time. Because that's how, that's how on the ball we are. Uh, there is an email from an Ian who uh, is writing in response to our Puerto Rican Day Parade episode uh, oh, wow. of, of Seinfeld from last summer. Yeah. Um, and he points out that uh, on The Simpsons, three years before the, that particular Seinfeld episode, uh, there's the episode where Lisa goes to 
the psychic at the Renaissance Festival that shows her her future, where she marries the Brit that's yep. voiced by Hugh Grant. It's and at one point, Homer raises up the the flag of Great Britain that then gets lit on fire by the bug zapper. That's right. And gets a bunch of shit thrown on at the compost. The oh, fire. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, that did not raise the same sort of issues as the yeah. uh, Kramer defacing the flag of Puerto Rico did a few years ago. I think that's one of those punching up things. Like, also, we fought a war with the British to yeah. get away from them. So and up. we won. So, yeah, take that, Dad. Whereas Puerto Rico's never done anything to us. And when you piss off the British, you don't know it, anyways. They just. Yeah, for all we know, they were steamed about that episode. Yeah, they probably Um, sipped a lot of tea talking about it (laughs) in their privacy of their own. Through the gritted teeth, it was really hard for them to get the the teeth. To get the biscuits in is the problem. I definitely think it's a case of punching up. I also think it's a case of animated shows being able to get away with a lot more than live action shows mm. can um, for better or worse than yeah. just especially i mean even today but especially back then like animated stuff wasn't taken as seriously or wasn't like real tv or whatever mm. and i don't want to blame brexit on that episode but uh, but but yeah <laughs> i don't have to spell it out do it <laughs> <laughs> But also, Seinfeld just has, like, kind of a New York upper crust vibe to it that makes it seem a little weird to do something like that, so. And I'm trying I want to say Seinfeld usually didn't traffic in that kind of, like, shock humor. And I feel like The Simpsons kind of got that rap for a while that they're, like, intentionally trying to offend, but I don't know. Uh, Seinfeld pulled, had some moments. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm debating whether that point was really valid. I just said so. Maybe the Seinfeld, <laughs> the Seinfeld episode spent like a long time, like just like oh, and Puerto Ricans are shitty in this way yeah. too when they're in a car. And then in the Simpsons episode, it was just like, oops, I'm gonna poop on this flag. Woo, diarrhea. Mm. It was like one explosion, as opposed to the whole episode being about you know fuck this parade and these people. Uh, So here is another email from Carrie, who writes to the Aluminum 4, Hi guys, I don't know if you'll remember me, but I was a devout listener of Saved by the Bell Reviewed, and occasionally wrote in. Um, I do remember Carrie's emails. Um, (laughs) Hi Carrie. The the name sticks out to me. Uh, I used to listen weekly while I made art in the studio, and you guys were my favorite podcast. Oh yeah, I remember Carrie. made my Mondays, and your brand of humor got me through some rough patches. Oh. Anyway, I just listened to Bill Moves On and the news radio episode that we did, and I felt compelled to write in, I'm sad that you think your audience has dropped, and I wanted to explain that it is not necessarily true. I was an avid listener of a very special episode right up until the end of last October when I had a baby. It has been a crazy year where there hasn't been much time or space for myself. Mm. I feel like I'm just starting to get glimmers of my old life back, and I've been binging episodes, Mm. hence the I've just now gotten to the Bill Moves On episode, (laughs) which is even funnier because this is now, this is October of 2018. So it's like six months later, we got to your email uh, and your podcast is helping me remember my pre mom identity. I love my son, but I have to say that it's been really nice to rediscover that I am more than just a mom. Mm. Totally get that. Not the mom part, but the parent part mm. of it. Um, <laughs> and it's the breastfeeding, right? Because you breastfeed Austin. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. 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 Well, I want Carrie to know that she'll always be more than just a mom to me. Yeah. Fun that we've already like been with this person and their life through like 
studio work and a baby and then back to <laughs> yeah. being a person too. That's so fun. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Also to all our other listeners, uh, use protection and don't get pregnant. <laughs> Yeah. And do something with your life. And, yeah, yeah, it's just really, you'll be just a mom. To, yeah. Do you want to be just a mom or do you want to listen to our show and have a, <laughs> a, a, a rich life? Uh, all right. And then last. Wait, hold on. I want to backpedal from that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> I Wait, didn't mean cut it. that. Cut that. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, so, last email then uh, from Joel, and I will save his last name for a moment uh, for a reason. Uh-oh. Uh oh. He says, Hi, I've been following since Full House reviewed, but I've never commented there. Oh. So, long time listener, first time caller. Wow. I live in Iowa, and I'm about the same age as you guys, so I watched a ton of Saved by the Bell, and I made sure that I had my butt planted to watch Hawaiian-style The Vegas Wedding and the premiere of College Years when they aired live. Wow, he's more intense than us. <laughs> like you. <laughs> well, not David. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you didn't you, have to bring watched... that up, awesome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like you, I watched reruns of the show a million times. These days, for similar reasons, I've been listening to Saved by the Bell Reviewed in an endless rotation for the past couple of years. You joke around, but you really made a good show, and I like hearing your twisted descriptions of every badly written episode. I already knew the show pretty well, and then your podcast taught me all of the characters' names, the actors' names, what they've been in, etc. <laughs> and I've always been the guy at the party who feels superior for knowing more about Saved by the Bell than just the caffeine pill episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so excited, so scared <laughs> to say hello and ask a couple questions. Ooh, before okay. before I hang up, I'll mention that one of my brother's kids is a student at Apple Valley by Cosmic Coincidence, which is the uh, high school David and I went mm-hmm. to. Oh. What? Wow. Uh, also, I think the show is best when all four of you are there. Oh. Just like today. Woo. Woo. Uh, I hope you keep AVSE going because every other Monday is instantly better when I see that there is a new show. Keep up the good work. Thoroughly entertaining. Got me thinking about doing a similar project in the future. Uh, so, yeah, if you do that project, Joel, give us a shout out and let us know. And pay us royalties. Uh, so then, so then, <laughs> so then he asks a couple <laughs> questions. Uh, I would like to ask why in the history of your podcast with two guys from Minnesota, you've never mentioned Mystery Science Theater 3000 oh. even once. Oh. I'd like to know whether it's because it's not just not because of just not watching it or for another reason. David, you want to take a stab at that first? Uh, I, I guess I never associated it with Minnesota as much as, as the provincials we keep kept talking yeah, about. Yeah, I thought you Liked everyone. I know. Not not I'm trying to. Mm. I didn't know they were from Minnesota. Joe. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it was created in Minnesota. It was on oh. our public access for a while. Oh, so, um, guys I mean, in your public access. I mean, I watched it. I just I don't know if I see. And mm. for me, I was mm. never really a big Mystery Science Theater 3000 guy. Um, I don't know. I feel like it just missed me. And by the time. <laughs> It was a big thing. I was in a like iconoclast kind of attitude where it was, oh, yeah, everyone thinks that's so cool. I'm not even going to watch it because I missed the book. Huh. Huh. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I never thought I was that's... cool like Austin, so I was willing to watch uh. anything. <laughs> I don't know that it was because I thought I was cool. Oh, I thought I would be cool uh-huh. if, I did, if I had that attitude because I wasn't cool. Sure. Uh, but that's why. At least for me, that's why it's never really worked its way into my like vernacular. Hmm. Um, I mean, we could probably do any episode for an episode of this show and just talk about 
shitty movies. It'd but, be tough yeah. to review Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. yeah. It'd be weird because yeah. it's just them, like, kind of critiquing a movie. I mean, yeah. making jokes, too. It's like, yeah. kind of like what we do. It'd be weird. No, I think that's why it's never come up on our show because mm-hmm. it's just a different kind of show. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, like, when we were watching Saved by the Bell, we couldn't listen to that other Saved by the Bell podcast, which is, you know, pretty cool. And now there's a bunch more, I'm sure, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you, uh, you try to stay a little, a little. Uh, you only review what you review, and you don't listen to something else. Or if you do, it just doesn't come up. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good. That's a good point too. It would be fun to watch a movie though, MSTK style. Maybe we'll do a special series of movies that we review. Yeah. Oh, do like a commentary track because we've never yeah. done a commentary yeah. track yeah, for anything. That. that would yeah. be fun. Mm-hmm. I have so many terrible movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he says that uh, also I have a name like Bitsenhofer, Ooh. but mine is Bonenkamp. Oh. At first, I thought I'd be horrified to hear my name on your show, but then I realized you could probably do something funny with it, <laughs> given your sense of humor and sex-positive opinions, and the fact that my name is pronounced Bonenkamp, like a camp where everybody's boning. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Could you tell I'll me just... <laughs> where a Bonenkamp might be located? Who's there, and what would they do? I'm like, why wasn't there a Bonenkamp? camp when i was growing up you know well I when i was in middle school camp, i could yeah. not bone in camp when i was in middle school i couldn't wait to go to bone and camp in the mm. summer <laughs> i'm copywriting bone in camp and you'll see a screenplay and david has said he would go full nude for six hundred dollars oh, oh, so. i never said that i didn't endorse anything for six hundred dollars <laughs> full nude you have to add at least like 50 or 60 bucks oh on top my of god I fine but i <laughs> Never pictured you endorsing with clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought there was an implied nudity in my statement? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Bonin Camp. Congratulations. Yeah. Bonin That's Camp's a good one. A yeah. mouthful. That is. You got you to gotta feel for that one. Mm. Middle school must have just been rough. Um, or Yeah, awesome. exactly. Or awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, P.S., I have always loved the scene in Saved by the Bell when the esteemed wrestling coach, Jeff Tramer, flew in from Iowa, shook Slater's hand, told him he was offering a scholarship, and then left immediately. <laughs> Slater didn't end up going to Iowa because that was totally not legally binding. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Wait, were we supposed to say stuff about Bonin Camp, though? Like, nah, you want to riff on it yeah, somewhere? Go for it. Well, he had specific questions. No, I, I, well, he, I feel like it okay. is important to him. That- where would a Bonin Camp, where might a Bonin Camp be located? Mm. Who's okay. there and what would they do? Well, they would be Bonin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. they would be on Route 69. Right. I, just, <laughs> I oh. feel like su- surprisingly at Bonin Camp, it's mostly uh, like chorus, like song chorus yeah. and a lot of kayaking. Well, I thought it might be like bone in camp, and it's just about like chicken mm. wings, you know. <laughs> Actually, and they're, ri- and they're across the lake from their rival camp, yeah, boneless yeah, camp. Yeah, boneless camp. <laughs> boneless wings. I believe that bone in camp is on Camp Crystal Lake, oh, or is on um, on the Crystal Lake because they're always boning at that camp. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's why. Uh, that's why. That's why Jason died, and and doing reefers. Yeah. <laughs> Having a little high anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, Bone yeah. in Camp sounds like something that'd be like a 80s frat boy comedy. And then, oh, yeah. And then Boneless yeah, like Camp Airlines. would also be their rival camp from across the lake that they'd like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a church camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 
take that, boneless camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a bunch of skeletons show up at some point, mm-hmm. too. Mm. We watched that um, Mr. Belvedere where Wesley went to bone and camp. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that was unfortunate. That's where he caught an illness. Technically, mm-hmm. I think he went to almost bone and camp. Ooh. Thankfully, Mr. <laughs> Belvedere got him out of there before it became bone and camp. He went to premature bone and camp. <laughs> He went to uh, he went to the Neverland Bone and Camp. Ooh. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <sighs> uh, all right, you got, you got any more riffs on that, or are we good? Um, I'd say maybe like I like my pork loin at, with the bone in <laughs> camp. I don't know where camp comes in there, but I don't know. Well, that was one too many. Well, Ryan, with you, the on. camp is always there. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, if people wanted to talk to you about Bone and Camp some more online, how might they go about doing that? Well, I would say that they shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ryan, shut yeah, that yeah. down. My uh, handle is oh yes, very nice. So o h y e s, very nice. I got a website if you want to look at my artwork, and then that's my Twitter and my Instagram. I'm pretty sure I keep threatening to do this. I haven't fully done it yet, but I think I'm going to take a, a nice break from social media pretty soon here. So I may be harder to reach in the near future, but no one ever contacts me anyway. I was going to say, aren't you already sort of taking a break for social media? Well, I'm not very active on social media, (laughs) but like, um, I'm, I'm like living with my romantic life partner now. I moved in with her and like, she'll come home from work and she'll be like, oh, I helped all these families and I did all this important work. And then she'll be like, what did you do? And I'll be like, everyone's mad at JK Rowling because she liked a tweet that was transphobic. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life and attention? So I'm really, I'm, and I'm trying to, I'm like weaning myself off right now because you can't just be off social media overnight and then you're cured. You know, yeah. you have to go like, <laughs> it's like a, like a month rehab of, process. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm working on it because this shit is destroying us. <laughs> so if you want to reach me on social media <laughs> just look for the fiery pit of despair uh, uh, David how yeah, about you I'm on Twitter don't worry <laughs> I was at Dr. Bits spelled out uh, yeah I'm still there I don't know it might be destroying us but that's a discussion for another time. And I'm at therealgentlemanofleasure.com for the TV show that might destroy us. Uh, Game of Thrones, I guess I have to start writing soon, right? Oh, boy. Oh, sure. yeah. When this, when this episode goes live, mm-hmm. David will theoretically have written something on our website. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I gave you an I gave you an out. No, no, I my timing's off. Yeah, there should be something up, and it'll be about. Yeah, there should be two somethings up. Y- by yeah, the that might be ambitious, yeah. but yeah. Or no, you're right. I mean, I'm getting yeah. a man. Confused. I, I just people can't stop themselves from looking that up now. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, ooh, he maybe unenthusiastically wrote something. <laughs> it'll be enthusiastic. Let's be clear. I was just saying, let's be clear on one thing here. Everything David does, he does unenthusiastically. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Everything? Yeah. <laughs> well. Take, taking pills? <laughs> not taking pills and eating pizza. Yeah, yeah. I do I do things. eat pizza very enthusiastically. <laughs> and so. There you his go. One, his one thing. <laughs> I'm living my best life. Uh, Carolyn, how about you? 
Yeah, uh, well, first of all, thank you three listeners for writing in to us over the last year. (laughs) (laughs) To to be clear, there were some other emails that people wrote in on, but they were not as... Conversational. There was, like, asking questions or had, like, suggestions for future episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, we get a fair amount, and we've been doing them, too, the the requested episodes. We generally try to do them. (laughs) Yeah. No, seriously, though, thank you for writing in. It's lovely to hear from people. Sometimes it feels like we're just talking into a hole. It's great. There are other people in this hole, so thank you. Write us in, ask us shit, whatever. Thanks for being in the hole with us. <laughs> in the hole. In the hole at the bonin' camp. Bonin' camp hole. The old bonin' hole. Uh, I am Carolyn Main, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Patreon. I have some fun stuff going there. And if you support at a level, you get prints and stuff. So that's very fun. I have a different podcast, Pitch Please, and we play the 60-second screenplay. I'm going to have these boys on at some point. We'll play there. It'll be fun. So listen to that crossover episode. And you can buy your own deck of cards. And Pitch Please is on Crown of All Studios and iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and maybe uh, Spotify soon. So check that out. And you can buy your own deck of cards at pitchplease.fun. And that's it for me. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter contributing to the burning down of the world <laughs> at Austin Gorton. And you can read my writing as well at the real gentleman of leisure.com. It's enthusiastic uh, at- too. <laughs> Although that enthusiasm is is waning to your nearly your level, David. <laughs> uh, as for the show, we are a very special episode. You can find us under that name on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can follow us on Twitter at AVSEPod and uh, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash AVSEPod. And uh, you can email us like those lovely uh, listeners whose emails reread this episode did at avsepodcast at gmail.com. You can drop us words of encouragement or funny stories there and share with us names like Bonin Camp. Uh, You can also make suggestions. (laughs) If you have a funny name. Yeah, if you got like a funny sexual innuendo (laughs) name, hit us up. Um, we might be able to riff on it for a few minutes mm-hmm. and uh, you can also send us episode suggestions there you can obviously do that uh, on Twitter and on Facebook as well if there is a show or a particular episode that you would like us to cover um, we are always up for suggestions uh, so for a very special episode I am Austin Gordon, and I am off to eat some shitty pizza. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by, or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode. Next time, on a very special episode. 